If you're listening right now, we know you love football. So just sit back, relax, because the SIL Football Show is here and we'll be bringing you heated discussions from passionate football fans, as well as taking a look at the hot topics from in and around the Premier League. So what are we even waiting for? Let's get into it right now. Join us, Scousers in London. Oh, here, joined by Brie from Gold Diggers Podcast. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's just the second day into the week, but I'm so tired already. But here we are today. So, yeah, thanks for having us on. And we go again. <laughs> no, of course, of course. So we're joined by some lovely guests today. We've got two of the guys from Scars in London. We've got A, Double A and G. And then we've got Moyo and we have Brianna. How are you guys, firstly? Good, good thanks. Yeah, good. Less, man. Yeah, I've not been working, so I feel like I can't complain. Must be working this week. <laughs> 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 Must be nice. No, I totally understand. Um, so yeah, literally, we've gathered a, a, a nice group of people here to kind of um touch upon the recent issues to do with uh, the abuse from social media and sports. So we'll be we'll be challenging questions. We'll be asking questions such as. Do you think players do are doing enough? Do you think clubs are doing enough? Do you think sporting bodies are doing enough? And what we'll do is myself and Bree is going to host this and we're just going to read out some quotes and then get you guys' feel on, on what you think and we'll just start chopping up about that. So let's start with the first one. It's um, Zaha's quote in regards to taking the knee. So I'm going to read this quote and I'm going to see what you guys think. So growing up, my parents let me know I should be proud to be black. We should stand tall with taking the knee. Sometimes people forget why we are doing it. It also becomes something that we just do. It's not enough for me. Why must I wear a Black Lives Matter on the back of my top to show what we that to show that we matter? This is all degrading stuff. It feels like we are isolating ourselves from these things. What do you guys think about that? That's a Zaha taken from um that's a quote taken from Zaha on taking the knee and Black Lives Matter on the back of his shirts. What do you what do you guys think about that? Um, for me, I feel that it's, I feel, I feel we should make a gesture of some sort, but it's the gesture with no, it's almost a gesture with no meaning. All right, we make the gesture, but what else happens from it? So I, I understand why he's saying why he doesn't want to do it and why we shouldn't have like, why we need to put Black Lives Matter on our shirts and stuff like that. But I feel the awareness should still be there, but there has to be a lot more being done with it. It's like, for me, when I look at it, it's just all right, we make these gestures, we put something on the shirt, oh, that's okay. So then everything is all right, where that's just the start of it. That's not good enough at all. And it's almost like, because now we do that, we're doing something. Uh, because we make an advert and we say Black Lives Matter before every football match or whatever else, we're doing something. But no, we're not really doing anything in that sense. It's just something, it's like when somebody dies before a match and we have a moment of silence or whatever else. It's a, for me, it's just the same as that. Like it's like it's just a remembrance of what happened. But what, what are we actively doing to change racism in football? There's so that's the issue I have with it. So that's why I agree with him in that sense. But I don't think that we shouldn't that we shouldn't do it because of that. But this needs to be a lot more personally. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. To be honest, I feel like the empty the gesture has become quite empty in the sense that we still see instances of um, racism happening within the sport. Um, and even since since taking the knee has started, there's still been instances of racism within the sport. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I do think something still does need to be done. But something that actually holds weight, something that holds meaning, or e- even if it's not the act that specifically holds meaning, it needs to be a proper stance. Whereas this right now, is not not feels performative, but it's just something that has become the norm. Like it's just part of the process you go through before you start a match so like putting your socks on putting your boots on it's like that's just part of it it's just one of the one of the steps almost yeah I agree I I at first when I heard Zaha saying it I was like that's really strong like those are really strong words for him to say um but then like I thought about it and I was like I actually kind of understand why he's even saying it's degrading because it's almost as if like everyone's kind of taking part in like this charade before the match like where we're all sort of saying like yeah black lives matter 
anyway, moving on. Like, and it's, I understand why it's insulting because you're in a position where if you don't take the knee, you have people saying, this black man agrees with me that this is a waste of time. And then if you do take the knee, you know that you're just performing an empty gesture and you're taking part in ruining what that actual gesture was made for. So it's it's very tough for him. And I see why he said what he said. Yeah, yeah. I agree with everyone's points, to be honest. Um, just off that, like even a few weeks ago, I watched this video. I think it was either on BT Sport or Sky Sports, I can't remember, which was actually on racism, um, in football that other football players have been experiencing and there was a speech that Rapiano made where she said that in order to tackle racism she wishes that everybody could be as passionate as Sterling has been and she's not you know discrediting the other effort that other black football football players have been putting in but just imagine if let's say our own football players that you know they're black or whatever they stood up and they took that stance against racism, whether it's within society, within football, because I don't even necessarily like the term racism in football because we have racism in football because it, it exists in society, right? And it's trickling mm -hmm. down to football. And for me, the way I see it is that if it's not tackled in society, how can we tackle it in football? Like how? So it all goes back to the source of, from where it started. And I know that some of the girls said, yeah, it's not, you know, the taking the new stuff, it's not, they're not trying to say it's performative, but in my opinion, it, it has become performative because mm. what change has it really made? Has it changed anything in society? Has it raised awareness? Has it stopped people from being racist? I mean, let's be honest, they've been taking the knee since when? Since June, since Project Restart. And the racist abuse on social media has increased even times 10. So clearly something's not working. So in my opinion, I feel like there's so much more that can be done. And it's like, and one of my friends even said a couple of weeks ago that social media, she feels a lot more unsafe on social media than she feels on the street because anybody on Twitter can message you and make racist remarks towards you and you can't stop that. Do you know what I mean? So in my opinion, it needs to be tackled from outside and that starts with social media platforms. I know there was an ongoing debate about um, platforms such as Facebook and Twitter um, using identification for people's accounts. Once we start doing that, then maybe that's how that's when we start tackling racism, and that's how we start tackling racism in football. Because again, footballers they experience these sort of racist remarks because people feel like they have the freedom to do that. And mm. if it's not tackled, how can we actually put an end to it? We can't, unfortunately. It's like literally. It's so sad, but we're very, very much far away from tackling that. So I can understand why Zaha is saying that because not much is being done. I feel like even the bodies that are coming together to say, oh, let's tackle anti-racism. Why are you not bringing the people that are experiencing it? Why don't you give them the resources or something for them to fight against it? Like, why is that not being done? Like, I can go on and on and on about yeah. this forever. But again, it is like a bit of a touchy topic. So, yeah. yeah. Just to like summarize on what I've on my point is that I see where Zaha is coming from and everyone is out to their opinions. Um, yes, it's good to see that, yeah, they've implemented this taking the knee, but how effective has it been? Whoever implemented that, it'd be great if they can kind of take a step back and analyze, okay, since we started this, has it really changed anything? No, not really. So they maybe need to look at other strategies or something to do in it or look at other ways to tackle racism. But again, as I've said, it needs to start from tackling racism in society and then maybe <laughs> once it's tackled in society, then it will start trickling down towards football. It will start trickling down towards women's football. It will start trickling down towards sexism. But that's a whole other conversation for you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I, 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 I agree. <laughs> I was even going to say exactly um, <clears throat> just to what Bree just said there um, in the last point about and they need to kind of take a step back and then see, you know, what's actually working. Because right now we're doing the same thing over and over again. Every single week is the same stuff. We hear about more racist abuse. We're always in a catch-22 where, okay, we continue doing um, kneeling down before every game, but we're still getting racist abuse. So why are we kneeling down before every game? if this is gonna continue to happen. As Brie just said, we just need to, or whoever made this all up needs to kind of take a step back, look at the situation and say, okay, the situation has changed. We're not in that same position where by doing something like this is gonna be deemed effective. So maybe we do something else 
or we get another kind of initiative. But again, as we said, it doesn't, there's no point starting it in football because it doesn't start in football. Racism doesn't start in football. It never has kind of thing. So we need to start from society first and then trickle its way down into all other kind of routes of football, man. But until we do something like that, we're just going to be going through the same cycle every single week. It's not going to change. Yeah, true. And just a second what you were saying over that, Brie, um, and what you're saying, G. Um, the whole kneeling thing, I don't know how much you guys, like, remember where it came from. It actually came from Colin Kaepernick in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. And he kneeled against the American um, the anthem when they were singing the anthem. And that's why it was so powerful, because he's going against the institution of what is not right. And he's saying that, actually, this flag and this national anthem doesn't stand up for me and my people. And that's why I'm kneeling against it. It's a peaceful protest. We're just kneeling this at the beginning of a match. As yeah. you say, what are we, yeah, it's true. Like, what are we really kneeling for when you actually think about it? It is just a gesture. And as Moyo said, yeah, it's like putting on your socks or like whatever. You have your match ritual before the match. You like might pray or something. You might drink your water a certain way, put on, tie your, your laces on your boots a certain way. It's like, really, yeah, it is just a gesture of what, and it is actually becoming empty, like the more I think about it, because it's not like we're playing like, like the British like national anthem and then everyone's kneeling yeah. to sing that we're standing against this and everyone's united as people as people in this country playing football together and whatever else where we're actually showing that it's about the institution it's about society where in the NFL because of the, when they're kneeling it shows that we're, we're actually we're, we're trying to bring this thing together and it's, it's something in society that's wrong rather than it's just something that we're doing at a sporting event where for us actually it's just something at a sporting event and it's like what I said at the beginning. It's just like when somebody dies and like we're paying our respects and everyone stays yeah. silent before the match. It's just remembering someone in, in like football or sports or something. And we're giving that remembrance. But this, in a sense, is even worse now to the point. It's just we're just doing it before every other match. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think crazy. everybody needs to be educated as well. Like even that whole video that I told you guys that I watched. The, yeah, I remember it was after the Champions League game and this came on at 11pm. Who's still watching TV at 11pm? Stuff like this should be shown during Prime TV so everybody can see it because that was a very, yeah. very informative documentary about racism. We in I that, think I saw um, that actually, yeah. yeah, the one that had Moise Keane, it had Pogba, yeah, it had yeah. Piano in it, it had every, a lot of people in it, a lot of influential people. Something like that should be shown over and over again so people are educated because another thing that's the main problem about this is that people are not being educated about this at all. It's sad that people have to be educated, but unfortunately, we live in an ignorant society where people just tend to turn the blind eye towards stuff. But when something like that is put in their face, like sit down here, you have to watch it. Like you put this on right before a football game. Of course, people are going to be forced to watch it. Maybe they'll start to understand that this is not okay. Like at the end of the day, footballers are human beings just like us. They process things just like us. Just because they're under the spotlight doesn't mean that they're any different. If anything, they're even much more sensitive than we are because their name is all over the news, all over social media, all over the internet. And people are just abusing them for, for what reason? They haven't offended anybody. Everyone's allowed to have an off day. So again, like there's just so much that needs to be done. But as I said, I can go on and on and on forever. Yeah. So I'm just gonna stop yeah. here. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's crazy though, because the thing that like you have to, we have to take the knee and we have to do these things to build awareness, to me, it's just always baffled me. It's like modern day slavery has, has been going on for so like it's, it's something that it's just new ways that they're finding new techniques to do it because for me it's like to think I like need to see this and feel that that doesn't make me feel good to feel that like I still gotta be screaming from the top of my lungs oh you know I'm I'm black and I'm proud like I to for me it's just like it's just all this stuff they do is just watered down to me now it's just like for, and I think we're we're so like I, I can only speak for myself obviously but I feel like we have now to the point where it's we have to kind of like we couldn't say oh that's racist for example if we don't like that without having to kind of justify it and you don't really yeah. get that in, with, with other issues or or anything like that it's kind of you know when football is like we're in an empty for example we're in an empty stadium and they're screaming and disrespecting taking a knee and making chants you can't pick out a fan or anybody that is being disrespectful to something that you're trying to embody and something you're trying to do going forward like for me it's embarrassing that we have to even do this to show up to show that we are here we like for me we're it's just for me it's just one well, something that always holds such weight to me because 
I just think it's embarrassing. Like I'm with Zaha on it. I think it's very degrading in a sense of why do I need to do it to show you that like you know there's issues. There's been issues before we're doing it. And like and like you guys said, it's it's one of those things where it's obviously not working. So what's the next step? Who's analyzing, like the person who thought this would be a good idea, at some point they would have to reevaluate and see if it's doing anything for the cause and it's doing nothing. Yeah. But like, like you said, you can talk about this all day, so. <laughs> can I just say something real quick, yeah? Bree, you just mentioned about um, uh, the documentary um, that come on just after the Champions League. But do you see how they'll put it on, they'll still put it on TV. So yeah. they'll, they'll turn around and say, okay, well, yeah. we did actually put it out. So it is there for you to see. But as you just said, who's watching football at 11 o'clock? Once the football's done, it's done. Do you know what I mean? We, we will turn off and we do our own thing, but they're very clever in putting it at a time. They know nobody will watch it. Well, yeah. the majority of people won't watch it, but they'll still turn around and say, okay, well, we put it out. So the information is there, go and educate yourself. Whereas we're talking about putting this on where we know the majority of all backgrounds, or it doesn't matter what color, race or whatever, can see this so that they can educate themselves so that we're not in a position where we're constantly, as O said, having to seek validation or justify why things are being, like why things are racist and why we're constantly having to battle and et cetera, et cetera. Again, these are all things that I feel that until we can sort that out in society, football is just going to be another... Mm -hmm another place where you can be racist you know it's funny though even to touch upon what you just said but how many times are we sitting down an hour before a game watching an hour build up to the game and whatnot you're telling me you couldn't throw throw something in there to kind of where you get attention because I've, I've sat there i know many i'm not the only one that sat there bored thinking football side at this time a kickoff's not for another hour and a half but it's a long hour and a half build up and you're just waiting you could have thrown something in there just five minutes mm -hmm. ten minutes that won't hurt but you know so they don't want to upset their mass audience. Like, hey, mm -hmm. that's just me. That's just you. I might be a bit of a cynic, but I don't actually think that it, even if they did put it on like before a game, the, I, sometimes I feel like education can be a bit overemphasized because low key, people know that they're racist. Racist people know that they're racist. And watching Moist Keeney, who they hate already, and Pogba, who they hate already, talking about racism, like, they're not mm -hmm. going to want to hear it from them. They're not going to want to hear it from Black players that are being targeted. Like, when they're targeted in the media anyway, they think that it's all made up and people are making it up and they say that Sterling was unfairly targeted. So, I don't know, like, it... Obviously, I do understand that it's very underhanded to kind of just shove it in as an afterthought and they should make more of an effort to put it at the forefront. But I don't I don't think it would do much because even look at when um, they first started kneeling and people were like calling up LBC, but really wildly <laughs> offended at the fact that people were kneeling, like no words were spoken. So can you imagine yeah. like, if they even put half a documentary in like a pre-match build-up mm. like those people are going to be either so offended that they turn it off or they're just going to completely ignore it and complain about it that's such a problem that is such a problem like and I totally agree with you Brie but it's such a problem that if that was to be shown during primetime tv it would actually anger people like can't you like how can they not understand that it's but why are you I but I don't say why why are you angry? <laughs> like do you know what we they, went you know they can't they can't explain it though. So like you see like right now how we're saying that like, but why are you angry? They can't put their they can't like put words to like formulate why they're actually angry. It's just mm. something that they they are. I'd, like, yeah. And that makes it worse. That makes it worse to us because it's like, okay, explain yourself, and then it's like uh, like muffled like nothing. <laughs> But then it's like, so how can you feel so strongly about something that you have no words to explain? That's what makes it so And you don't, so don't want to educate yourself on it either. So exactly. yeah. <laughs> you, feel strong, you feel strongly enough to take time out of your day to complain to broadcasters or to complain to like, like newspapers and things like that about something you're seeing. But it's like, sir or miss, what, what's going on? Like, <laughs> It's true. It's very true. It's very true. <laughs> I mean, even if you look at uh, just a touch up a little, even look at movies, you think of like the the films like it's gonna obviously sort off for a little bit, but films like Get Out and those type of films. For me, I look at those like it shows you that modern day slavery for me is still such a big thing because those films show me how 
these things still continue in small doses and whatnot. It's just a whole new way of doing it. As they just get with the times and just do it in different ways. But yeah, slavery's been modernized. Racism has been modernized. Like that's just the best way to put yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, as, been... as they say, the, the, the best way to hide is to hide in plain sight. So if you put everything yeah. in everyone's face, there ain't no one trying to see that. You know what I mean? The people who are racist, they're not yeah. trying to see that. <laughs> they're not trying to see it's it true. at the same time. So it's the best thing to put it up in people's faces, let them know about this, that, and the other. <clears throat> but as you just said, <laughs> you're going to ask them, why are you mad? And they haven't got an answer for you. So then really, are you even mad? Or are you just following a trend of other people who are just complaining about something that they have no idea about. And it's embodied through generations as well, man. Mm. Yeah, it's, but it's, the thing is, with social media, I'd say is that because it's like, oh, it, when you compare it to like racism, so because social media is like a new, it's a new like way of thinking or way of life or however you see it, because it's racism has never really been regulated on it. It's not like, you can get away with like so much stuff from people being hidden. And it's like, although you can say in the world, like people may not be racist to our face, but a lot of times I think every single one of us can still say now, like every day, you're gonna, you, there's, there's a part when you're walking on the street, whether you're in a shop, you're at work or something where you feel some form of prejudice with someone from yeah. a different race against you. And like, they might smile in your face or whatever and not say anything, but you feel that and you know that, like the way they're reacting to you is there's some form of prejudice there, but it's just that because of now the way society is, they can't say what they want to say, or they're too afraid mm. to say what they want to say. Whereas social media, they have the opportunity to say what they want to say and get away with it. Mm. And I feel yeah. that because social media, they need to have like a crackdown where it's like a zero tolerance thing, where you get, you could say getting in prison is harsh, but I don't think it is, or you get like heavily fined to yeah. the point where like it cripples you or it really hurts you, financially hurts you. And then you will see a difference in change in these kind of things. Like a proper a proper yeah. deterrent, not so something that's like, this account is suspended and then you just make the same user, but you just put 01 on the end. That just yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Hand out them fines and giving people for unbreaking lockdown rules. And I get it, I mean, it's just keep, keep, keep the same energy for races. Exactly. I mean, that's what I, so. Listen, do you know what I can, I've come to conclude? Yeah. When the people in the higher organizations are racist themselves, how are we, how is this even possible? How would, <laughs> like, it's a constant battle, but hey, that's my, that's enough for me on this because. Yeah, that's a good time to move on to the second quote, Brie, when you're ready. <laughs> yeah, so um, the second quote, I'm sure you guys may have seen it. Um, it was Ian Wright's response. It was his response to Zaha, right? Um, this was his response to the abuse he got by um, uh, by a kid. Um, he oh, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, when he sent him the death threats. Yeah, I think we even put this in our chat because there's the golden issue. I think the girls can agree. Every time we come across anything erratic, we tend to discuss it as well. Yeah. But this was in Ride's response. So I've seen today's judgment and I'm disappointed. This case was never about revenge. It always, it's always, it was always about consequences for acts of racism. My forgiveness of this young man was for my own deeply personal need and desire to move forward without further anguish. I'm a 57-year-old man that has experienced racism throughout my life. I wasn't expecting my forgiveness to be an invitation to lighten the sentence. Seeing this judgment, I can only wonder what deterrent there is for anyone who spouts this kind of racist abuse. An individual wished death upon me because of my skin colour. No judge's claims or naivety or immaturity will ever be acceptable to us. The supposed immaturity of our attackers is never any comfort. So yeah, I'm disappointed, I'm tired, we are all tired. I felt that, we're all tired. Like, yeah. just before I throw it out there, like, even since like, we started Gold Diggers, I remember just before me and my co-founder, we started it, like, we were always subject to abuse, and I'm sure the girls can say the same thing as well, even before joining Gold Diggers, that like, every time you make a football comment, um, 
and no one agrees with it people either become racist or they become sexist I mean it's already enough being a woman but then being a black woman as well that's already too much that sometimes you get very very disgusting um dms so the fact that Ian Wright can come out because I'm actually proud that he actually came out and said all of that because he's probably spoken for the majority of us you got what I mean because I'm mm. sure you guys as well you have your own content I'm sure you get some vile comments as well and the unfortunate thing, the one thing we all have in common here is that we're black so people always find a reason especially racist they'll always find a reason to use that against us which I think is completely unfair but just going back to his quote about the abuse that he received, what do you guys think about that? I think it was disgusting, to be honest. And But more for me, I think his parents should be held accountable for it more than anything else. How, 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 how are they letting him get away with this kind of stuff? Like it's, and obviously he's only, he's saying what he's been brought up he's been brought up with or around. It's not something like, when we're all children and you're all young, you don't know what race is. You don't know what, mm -hmm. like, what countries are and where different languages are, whatever else. It's what you're taught at home, essentially. So, and you could say maybe it's, you pick up stuff when you're at school as you get older or whatever, whatever else, but your foundations and what you're influenced by comes from home and it comes from your family. So if he, is giving that kind of like racist abuse to a grown man. That's the kind of stuff that he's hearing at home. And that's what's acceptable for, for whatever happens in his home. So for me, I think his parents should be held accountable. His parents are like, whether you do something with he, I think probably with him, if I was a judge personally, I probably would have taken him somewhere where he can go and learn, like, and go somewhere where he can learn and understand things. Maybe give him community service in the area where he has to go around like, ethnic minorities and make him understand and see actually we're all just people but mm. his parents I think are the ones that actually they should be the ones that that get a criminal convictions because they're the ones that are raised him and they're the ones that raised this child to be the way that he is that's <clears> how I see it very true I don't blame you for thinking that but at the same time I disagree but it's because of how the case was presented and I think like it's a really important insight into how racists um are infantilized like in the media because like i had to really like comb through articles to find out that he's actually an adult like he's actually 18 and they oh. said that he was a teen yeah they said yeah. that he was like every wow. single thing that i read was saying like oh he's a teenager he's he's um in school and this this that that and people were talking about his parents like this is terrible and then like when I saw that he was 18 and the reason why he apparently like abused Ian Wright was because he lost a game on FIFA and he like Ian Wright was one of his players. I was like, can you imagine? This isn't making any sense. Like they're saying teenager, like all of this is on purpose. Like they're saying teenager, they're putting in FIFA, mm. they're talking about all of these as an excuses for why he would say he's an adult. He's an adult. And if it was any other crime, he would get treated as an adult. And I think it's very disgusting and insidious. And then it goes back again to the stuff that we were kind of talking about before where you can't like expect fair outcomes or like say like we should um, expect people to be fined or like expect people to be banned and like face real life consequences. But when they're put in a position where they have to face real life consequences, a judge is saying, oh, he's just a kid. He's immature. It's not, he's, he's not, he's an adult. He's yeah. an adult. Like if I at 18 went and like, I don't know, like stole something from a shop, I'd be tried as an adult. I'd have a criminal record. Like this would be held against me probably more than the, the 18 year old man <laughs> that wished death on Ian Wright. Like it's insane. Yeah, true. All right, I'll take that back. Cause um, you everyone for like, kids. Same. 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 Teenager, I'm I'm kid. like, 13, 14, or something like that. So that's yeah. Yeah, that. it's not just to come that his parents should be the ones responsible for it. But as 18, yeah, you're completely right. Just to confirm, he can drink, he can vote, he can do everything else. So he should take his conviction like a man. And yeah, that makes it even yeah. worse that the judge is saying that he's, yeah, that he's young and whatever else, he's a kid and I'm going to, yeah, be lenient and whatever else. That's nonsense. If that, as I say, if that's the other way around, and if that's me and I'm 18 years old and I'm in a court and I'm saying this and that about, like, say, Alan Shearer or Gary Lineker or something. Gonna prove an example out of you. Yeah, they're making an example out of me. Oh, this. 100%. Don't call you a thug. 
they'll start digging up pictures. The pictures they'll be using as well will be the pictures of you and your friends on the on the side of the road. Honest to God, they'll paint you as something else. You're not getting no pictures. Yeah, you're not getting no innocent looking pictures, nothing like that. So what I wanted to say um, was just to say what the judge, the quote from the judge, um, that's a very good point you said, because I did, even when I was looking at the quotes as well, I didn't know, because, you know, it's pretty, the lawyer, the judge was saying he's a, not the judge, sorry, his parents were saying, oh, he's a good kid. So I automatically ran with it. And no, no 18 year old is a kid, but the judge, and this is why it almost even baffles me because of uh, what the judge said. He said, um, I didn't see anything to be gained from it. By, by, and by this, he means imposing a criminal conviction and just handed probation tonight instead. So for me, I thought kid, kid, kid. That's all I saw when I Googled that. So kid, kid, child, you know, FIFA, I thought, okay, you know, it must be very young. So when I saw the judge say that, I, automatically I thought, kid, all right, mm, I still, I disagree, but, you know, he's a kid. But what do you mean there's nothing to be gained? There's everything to be gained. Because that yeah. one decision changes another kid that thinks he could do it or yeah. another man that thinks he could do it or anything is leading leading on the front front foot like leading by example the judge literally said there's nothing to be gained from an 18 year old who is sending death threats to somebody because of a game who lost he lost the game on fifa and he said there's nothing to be gained is he serious ian literally hit the nail on the head when he said like if this is the case like what is actually going to serve and act as a deterrent to people in the future like when people first started getting criminal convictions, it was literally to act as a deterrent from someone committing the same crime. Um, so in this instance, all we've got when we look at the past is instances where someone has done something that is racially that is racially motivated and has gotten away with no punishment. That's all it looks like right now. So in terms of the future, all you're thinking is, even if I want to do something like that myself, I know that in the end I'll receive no criminal conviction. I'll receive no um, financial punishment like there's nothing that really stops me from doing it because the punishment isn't isn't just yeah so it would just keep it would literally just keep going on because there's nothing really to fear as retaliation it's true just that hiding in plain sight again is yeah if you if you if you show that you're doing something you can't turn around and say they're not doing anything now to them doing something was by reprimanding him and telling him that, you know, nothing to be gained, you know, you you live and you learn kind of thing. So it's showing the public, look, well, if you keep doing this, this is what's going to happen. So yes, they're showing you that they are doing something, but they're not doing exactly what we need. Again, you're just hiding in plain sight and it will just continue to happen until something outside of football can kind of change that mentality and you know all, all of those kind of things because we, we literally all those quotes you just said we just spoke about that in the Zaha it's the same thing happening yeah. right here just in a whole different manner now now it's about an actual someone is being racist to someone else in the Zaha we're talking about kneeling the two different things why did they have a, the, the same common goal do you know what I'm trying to say so again it just comes back to like the same thing over and over again we're just in a cycle we're in a cycle so this is worse because actually this mm. takes away from football, to be honest. It's gone to a criminal court of law and then he's got away with it. Yeah. So then... But we're still asking the same question. It makes we're it still much worse, I think. Because if, again, if you're someone else that you feel, ah, oh, that's cool, you can easily go, you can easily go out and say whatever to whoever else on the street and whatever, exactly. go and get arrested. And then to all your racist friends, you're cool. You got arrested, whatever. You go to court and then they say, okay, it's all right. Yeah, there's nothing to be gained from this. You're, you can learn from your mistake. And you just walk away from it. Not probation is nothing. That, that don't mean nothing. If that's the case, if that's the case, if I knew, for example, that if I go and I rob a bank, that all they're going to do is tell me that I'm going to go and rob a bank every day of the week. I'll get arrested, I'll go to court and they'll say to me, okay, it's all right. Learn from your mistake, don't do it again. And I'm like, yeah, cool, all right. Let me try and do it again. Like, because yeah, there's no deterrent. Yeah. As we're saying. So, and that was the perfect opportunity to actually do something about it and make a difference. Maybe you think, oh, wait, actually, yeah. If I do do that, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Where? This takes me back to the point I made earlier. It all starts from society. And this is a perfect example of 
society you know not doing not going in our favor because realistically the judge could have made an example of that man because that's what yeah. he is but he didn't and again judges play a huge part of society as well like you are serving in the public's um what's the word for it you are serving in the public's whatever the terminology is for that but the work for the government like the best the interests or yeah the best interest of the public and they i didn't... was gonna say it but i didn't know what you said but it's such a shame honestly it's really such a shame and the fact that um, it even happens to someone like Ian Wright, don't get me wrong, it's wrong if it's towards anybody. The fact that it happens to someone that is in, in the public eye and still an example wasn't made out of that person, then if it happens to a regular person like me, it's never going to go in my favour. Like, absolutely mm. not. So, you won't even get to court. Yeah, yeah. You think they'll even listen to me? I, I could yeah, I was going to say, the police ain't even picking up that call still. They'll laugh at me. Yeah. <laughs> they'll actually laugh at me. They'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, you don't have enough evidence. Like, yeah, they no. say don't pull us with that stuff. <laughs> it's such a shame but yeah yeah no to um just um so we uh, we spoke about earlier but i wanted to bring one last quote and then we just get into that um it's to do with the whole social media and a response that we had from twitter so in regards to william um arsenal's william calls for um calls from change calls sorry calls for change after revealing that he was called a monkey by two different instagram users following arsenal's one 1-1 draw against Benfica in the Europa League. Twitter replied saying, we believe everyone has the right to share their voice without requiring a government ID to do so. What do you guys think about that? Are you surprised? <laughs> I'm not. I actually agree with Twitter. Because mm, yeah, the, I agree for two reasons. One, like I'm a proper like law and privacy person, but also because we've seen in cases where with Ian Wright, we just talked about, you can identify the specific person that does the wrong and they still don't face any consequences. So ID or no ID in the grand scheme of things actually isn't going to matter. People don't care about whether or not they're being identified, racist people, not really. They don't care because there are no real world consequences. Mm. Very good way to look at it, to be fair. I think that's, yeah, I mean, I can't see, I can't see them saying, it's not like, I'm going to sound very simple with saying this here, but it's like, we look at something like Airbnb or something. Airbnb, for example, you're you need to give them type of IDs, but to join a Twitter account, you should have the freedom bounds like to just make an account, and it's down to the person. I think the punishments is what we should more be looking at to, if they do that. Um, and I think we're looking at footballers, but like like you guys said, like you said earlier, um, Bree said she gets it, we get it, everyone gets it on a, on a day to day or a week or a month. We get it anyway, and we're not we're not like people of interest in the sense of um footballers they were not you know high flying footballers or tv stars or anything like that so for me it's just like we look at it on that level but it also what it also works at the lowest level as well not lowest level but on, on an average day i've seen so many i've reported so many people on twitter and instagram that said stuff even i've enough gone out my way to even um report people other people i see that's getting abused and stuff like that before i would always get into a little like match going back and forth but now it's just a report, delete, report, move on, report, move on. And that's the same advice I've given to other people on social media who are, have bigger pro, um, profiles than, than than myself or or anyone I know. So for me, it's just one of the things that's more of a, how you punishing these guys. But then going back to the last one with Ian Rye, is it, are they, gonna, are they even gonna take it serious? Or what is the point? Yeah. Yeah, I think what we can take from this is that every, thing we've touched on it still takes us back to the same um stuff that we said before it's all the same thing what william said the twitter thing the ian wright situation what zaha said it all links this we're all back to where we started and as i said before like again it needs to start from society it needs to start from the people in power and once you know we start taking the right precautions, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, in an ideal world, which we know is not going to happen anytime soon, then we might start seeing change. But when that will be, I don't know. Will it even be in our lifetime? I don't know. I'd love to see that happen in our lifetime, but unfortunately, we just have to keep doing what we're doing. And I think, no, not even I think that's one of the reasons why I decided to start Goldie is because we needed a platform where black women or women of colour could feel like they're safe enough to talk about football. When we first started Gold Diggers, I think the hate was 
at an all-time high that I got to a stage where we're just like, you know what, we're not even going to bother replying to people anymore. Mm. Once we see a hate comment, just block and delete the person. Even now, I've literally told the girls, like, when you see a hate comment, don't even bother taking a screenshot and putting it in the group chat. Just block and delete the person. You have my permission. You have our permission to do that. Because mm. when you're going back and forth with these people that are being racist, you're giving them more ammunition and they enjoy it. Because and energy, they really yeah. do There's a lot of energy. They, really yeah, they love it. They lose them. I'm not gonna lie. They <laughs> it love does. It. Yeah, <laughs> and they won't stop until you block yeah. them. Like they want, because they want to feel like they're on top of the world, and they want to feel like they're winning. And by giving them that attention, you're basically coming into whatever they're attempting to do, right? So it's unfortunate that those are the actions that we have to take. But there's a reason why the block button exists. There's a reason why the report button exists. And in some cases, they can't have been deleted. In some cases, they don't get deleted, which I find ridiculous that someone's being racist, their account doesn't get deleted. But then I post a Sky Sports video and my account gets deleted. But hey ho. Yeah. <laughs> hey ho. <laughs> and I'm not just speaking hypothetically, that actually happened to our old Goldigans account. That's how it got deleted before because we accidentally posted a copyright video, it got deleted. But someone that's being racist, their account is still going, they're still flourishing and growing. But Cough. Oh, it's Gas and G. <laughs> <laughs> no um i totally understand um i think it's crazy because for me and i'm gonna i'm gonna i don't know I can't, again i can't speak for everybody but i always felt like anytime you get a racist abuse you have to fight back and whatnot and then i'm always going back and forth and then i realize the time and energy and effort you put into doing this thing you end up leaving like a donut because you're just like i'm not gonna win this argument and then as i got older i was just like block, delete, report, and then hopefully I'm protecting someone else from a point. It'll be my due diligence to report for reasons. But I felt when I first did that, I kind of felt like, nah, oh, we should have just taken it on the chest and kind of just fought for every black person. You know what I mean? But when I, as I got older, I thought, but I'm like, nah, it's, it's, they, I'm not giving them the time of day. Let them, let block them. They make a new account, do again, block them again. And I'll keep that same energy you now. And I'll keep supporting everybody else's platform to do what needs to be done. I see someone else being racist to someone else. I'll block them too. I'll happily do it for you. <laughs> I'm that guy. I got time. No, before when we just started gold diggers, what we used to do is if a person was being directly racist to one of the girls, because I think you guys know there's like 10 plus of us in it. So we'd yeah. all go and camp in that person's mentions and she just spam their mentions. Oh, but as... you just want the beehive yeah. to And then we'd get okay. our friends as well to join in. And then the person ends up deactivating their account, or in most cases, they actually do get deleted. But as time went on, we just came to realization, the realization that, you know what, like this isn't practical move moving forward yeah, and just a lot of energy yeah. yeah and yeah we just decided you know what guys just delete it if some sometimes even just ignore it do you know what i mean because if somehow when you block and delete it they go and create another account and they come back again so yeah. <laughs> like you can't get rid of them unfortunately they're literally and that means they would have seen your stuff which means you're doing your your voices again out there they would have seen it to comment yeah. and whatnot so for me i when i look at it and i hear you say that for me it's like it reached out to it reached out further than you thought because it reached somebody who doesn't even want to see it. Exactly. Or doesn't want to doesn't want it in their ears or whatever. So for me, that's how I see it hearing you say that. So for me, that's I don't obviously it's a negative thing, but I'm trying to spin it around and make it a positive. And then another person will hear it and if they go be deleted, they'd be deleted. But I'm yeah. I'm definitely with you on that. And that is why Goldiggers as a whole, we will never ever condone racism in any shape or form. And whenever we're given the opportunity to talk about it, we are very, very open and passionate about it because at the end of the yeah. day, that is one of the things that our platform stands against, which is racism and inequality, whether it's within society or within football. And that's why like every time there's anything in regards to anti-racism or inequality we'll put it out there we'll talk about it because those racist people as much as they hate us they still come and watch our stuff anyway so <laughs> we'll it's good chat you. though it's good chat though like <laughs> those, like everyone thinks like come on man we're talking you want to go we're going to go back into it. let's go to the to women when we're uh, winning world cups and your and stuff like that the men the men are still just uh, terrible so yeah. let's, you know what i mean so if i'm if i'm honest you guys got good, 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 good quality chat and whatnot. So it's all up like football is a thing where you can come and talk about you say what you feel. It's opinion. It's, an, it's a sport of opinions. You say mm. what you want and you do whatever. You know, I mean, you just got to be able to back yourself Absolutely. when you when you've made a comment. This is then that's the good thing about football. That's, you know what I mean, for me, I go in a barbershop. We talk about football. We're always talking about 
you know, what teams and one of those conversations, you just got to be able to stand your ground. It's just, so for me, I don't ever see why people take it the one step further. Or, do you know what I mean? It's just, that to me, it don't make no sense. It's like, do you not want to, are we not allowed to play the sport? Do you want to stay away from the sport? Do you, is it like, how can you hate somebody because it's the color of their skin? Especially after everything, generation that the world has put us through. It's crazy to me. Am I still going through it? Exactly. I think for some of the people that are um, giving out the abuse or like abusing people online though, like it's, they don't have like an end goal. They don't have like, they're, it's not like they're necessarily committed to like hating black people. I know it sounds so strange, but like some of these people are literal just like troll accounts. They do it all yeah. for attention. And like, especially with footballers as well like now that we're getting all the coverage like every day Sky Sports is telling us that like somebody got racially abused after a match like they want that those people that are racially abusing they're in the Instagram comments with the monkey emojis and all of that they want Sky Sports to come and post the little screenshots to yeah. say oh yeah that's me that was Absolutely, me like, yeah. they all laugh with their friends on the TL in like their, their weird section of Twitter where they're all racially abusing people for like clout and stuff it's actually gross and I don't like, <laughs> as, much as, I, as much as I agreed like with um, Twitter saying that people shouldn't um, need ID I feel as if like they do need to do more like Twitter and Instagram like as Bree said like the fact that the gold diggers account like your account like can just get yanked out of the website <laughs> like dmca like but if you post a monkey emoji instagram's like sorry we don't know what that means so we can't do anything like it's it's so stupid like it's it's silly and you you honestly have to pick your battles because you can't fight all these people and they want you to fight them so sometimes like you don't want to tell footballers stop speaking up and you don't want to stop speaking up but on an individual basis you do actually have to ignore these people. Like on a wider basis, speak out about racism, but engaging them, mm-mm. True. I also think that um, in regards in like the world and the sport, it's just like people just don't like change a lot of the times and stuff. And like, like, like it or not, like the fact is like that um, if you look at like most major sports, like black people or people of color are starting to dominate and are starting to dominate those sports. Like if you look at like, if you look at like the NBA, how that used to be, now it's like, practically I don't know what it is because I don't really mm. watch it too much, but every single star I know in the NBA seems to be black these days. Yeah. Um, you look at football, for example, when I was growing up watching like Premier League football or Spanish football, or whatever, there was a lot less black players playing like at the top than there is now. And it seems to just be only increasing and increasing and increasing. And people don't like, people just don't like that. And then even when you look at like, even if you like take it to women, for example, women's football is growing and people don't like it. And then there's like, they've even got like some of my friends and they were saying like, why is there so much women, like women football on TV? And I'm just like, if you don't like it, like, no, just don't like, watch why, it. Yeah. why do you like, why would you comment on it and like talk about it? And why do you like hate it so much? It's, yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. It's like, why, yeah. why do you have the energy for things that you don't like? Just there's enough like, so many other channels as well you know and i don't That's have enough it. time to like complain or worry about like things i don't like i just focus on things that i do like and that's what i spend yeah. my time doing and yeah like cool. when i when i come outside and i don't know if my dad's watching golf then i'm not staying there because i don't want to watch that like that's just it. fine all right but like if it's, do you see what i'm saying like nothing's by force that's what people don't realize like it's not actually by force to watch stuff that you don't want to watch but then at the same time it's like i wouldn't have a problem i know people enjoy golf so i won't say why is there golf on tv because people like it <laughs> like, yeah. like it's just like when people ask oh why are these girls talking about football then don't watch it it's that yeah. There are loads of other football podcasts you can listen to. There are loads of other YouTube channels you can tune into. But don't come on my platform and then start spamming the comments of your sexist stuff or being racist. Like, nah, no one's got time for that. Yeah. People are just weird. I think we just need to accept that people are just weird, isn't it? The same way we said earlier that there were people calling LBC, whatever they're called, to say, oh my God, um, they're taking a knee. Oh my God, you know, they're wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts. Like, <laughs> Don't watch it then. Like, it's that simple. Imagine that like, type of energy, though. Type, like that's a phone bill you gotta pay, you know? Because that's, yeah. that's that's a, that's an 08 number. That's 0800 number or 01. That, that's not included in your phone bill. That's energy. <laughs> You're running up your phone bill just to complain. Mm, <laughs> yeah, probably your mum's phone bill as well. <laughs> no, but um, 
we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up there, guys. That was good. Um, in a sense of uh, what I'd like to know is, Bree, what do you guys got for Gold Diggers podcast? What do you guys got on for two? What can we expect from 2021? Um, I will literally just say, just keep watching us. Um, I don't like to announce things prematurely, but one thing I will say is that Gold Diggers, we are here to stay. We are constantly evolving. We always have new ladies joining us. Time actually flies because Brianna and Moyo, they literally just joined us last year. Yeah. And it's basically been a year already. They joined us just before lockdown and they've actually been an absolute pleasure just to have on Gold Diggers. Um, we just recently celebrated our two years as well. So I think just marking that two year anniversary goes on to show you that Gold Diggers is here for a long time, not just a good time. Um, yeah, Ooh, I, like I mean, it. we did what, get nominated. What, 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 what. <laughs> <laughs> we did get nominated last year for the ones to watch by the official um, football blacklist. So I guess just watch out for us and more great things yeah. to come. Yeah, we're paying attention. We saw, we saw. We're trying, we're trying. But yeah, we're here to stay. We're here to stay. We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Amazing, um, amazing. We have our content dropping every Sunday. We always have our live shows. We try to do the midweek stuff as well, but commitments and stuff. But we try to, whenever we do content, we try to give us give out the best content possible. And hopefully once we're back in the studio and things are back to normal, in the future, we can look at doing another live show again because it has been two years since we did one. And it would be nice to like, once all of this is over to have one and just have everyone there, you guys there as well. But yeah, all I'll just say for now is watch out for gold diggers. Well, people know us already anyway, but go. <laughs> stop that stop. But um, thank you again. Um, I also want to say thank you to Scouts and G and Double A, Moyle and Brianna. Thank you again, everyone watching this. Hopefully, you would the pleasure. You guys have been amazing. Everyone watching, follow the gold diggers podcast. If you like and subscribe. Thank you for tuning in to the SIL Football Show. Please, please, please make sure you like, follow and subscribe to our social media pages and YouTube channel. And make sure you catch us back here for another episode on our podcast. Boom.